Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maddoxburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. pray for a minute, two minutes because Jesus said men always have to pray and not to faint. Amen. And today we want to pray, we want to pray for two things. One, we want to pray for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So I want you to all pray. Just pray for yourself and pray and say Lord, give me the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I like the power, but reduce the high a little so that the feedback can go up. Amen. So I want you to just pray for yourself wherever you are. Close your eyes, lift your hands to Jesus and pray. Say, Lord, give me the Holy Spirit. 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 Give me the Give me the Holy Spirit. Give me the Holy Spirit. Give me the Holy Spirit. Brandolobo skipalola lepota skipatota lekatoba ramandolobo skipalolo ripatota leba kantoba rapatata skipalala shantolobo kentoba skipato rapadebe ripaloba brandolobo Lord give us the Holy Spirit everybody here should pray and ask God for the Spirit Jesus said that if we as evil as we are know how to give good gifts to our children why would the Father not give us the Holy Spirit when we ask him ask him for the Holy Spirit ask him for the Holy Spirit Lord pour out your spirit upon us pour out your spirit upon us pour out your spirit upon us pour out your spirit upon the church pour out your spirit upon the church everybody here present Lord pour out your spirit on us pour out your spirit on us Ranto Badika Tokaliba Ripo Siko Talibe Kalos Kepalola in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now I want us all to pray and ask God for this church to grow. Today may be your first time, maybe you are a visitor. Because you are in this group this morning, I want you to pray this prayer and say, Lord, let this church grow. Bible says, Paul planted, Apollos watered, but as for increase, it came from God. It's God who gives an increase. So I want you to pray that this church will grow. This church will grow in numbers. More people will join this church. Here in Deba, lift your voice and pray wherever you are. Lord, let this church grow. Holy Spirit, cause your rain to fall on this church and let this church grow. Let this church grow. Let this church grow. Let this church grow. Let 
Pando Lobos, Kibaloba, Brondi Brede, Brondi Brede, Brondi Brede, Brondi Brede, Ripalobas, Kibalola, Santa Lala, Rapandalaba, Kendori, and Doribin de Broa, Ripando Lebe, Brando Lobo, Ripondo Rebede Bandariata, Lento Tolobo, Lento Tolobo, Lento Tolobo, Lento Tolobo, Lord, let this church grow, let this church grow. Let this church grow, let this church grow, let this church grow, let this church grow. Rain upon this church, rain upon this church, and cause it to grow, 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 cause it to grow. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Matole palo kaleba, brando lobo, brando lobo, brando lobo. Let it grow, let it grow, let it grow. Let this church grow, Lord. Let this church grow. Bring people from far and from near. Bring people from the east, the west, the south, and the north of this city. And fill this church, Lord. Fill this church, Lord. Fill this church, Lord. Fill this church, church, oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands and let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your mighty, mighty Holy Spirit. As we encounter your word, speak to us in a way that will understand, Lord. Let your name be glorified. Let your name be praised. Let your word have free course in this place. Let somebody's life be changed. Let somebody's destiny be established. In the name of Jesus, let your will be done and let your kingdom come in this place. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Say it louder, Amen. The louder your Amen, the bigger your breakthrough. Wonderful. I want to welcome you into a week of victory. I said, I want to welcome you into a week of victory. I believe that we are stepping into a new phase where we will see victories. We will see miracles. We will see signs. And we will see wonders. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for your victory. My God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Well, it's exciting to see you. Yesterday, I was having a conversation with some people. And, you know, in the month of March and April, we've experienced so many um, unpleasant things as people, as, you know. And I was talking to a lady and a few other guys, including my wife, yesterday. And, I, and they were just talking about it. And I said to them, I prophesied to them that from today, only good things will happen to us. God is going to restore our confidence. God is going to restore our faith. God is going to put a smile on our faces. And I believe that that includes you as well. If you believe it, say amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, I know for a fact that good things are about to happen to us. Yeah, the devil is panicking. Because even in this space where we've had all these things I'm talking about, We've also seen some very great things happen to us. We've seen unbelievable things 
happening. We've seen the church at a certain height we have never seen before. We saw this church full, I think about two, three Sundays ago, full to the brim that there's nowhere to, to, to move around. Do you get it? In Marysburg, we've seen, we've, it's the first time we've had service that the place is so full that people decide to go home and not wait for their service. Like, they've waited for about 20 minutes. They can't get anywhere to sit, so they went home. Yeah, so God has been good to us, and I feel that the devil is panicking. And that is why we are going through some of these things. But God is going to restore our confidence. Say amen. Say a nicer amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, um, for just some 40 minutes, I want to share with you the word of God. How many of you came to hear the word of God? Wonderful. So I want to share with you the word of God. And I want to just request of you for your full attention in this time. All right? Don't send me a WhatsApp message at this time. Don't read the messages I've sent to you at this time. Do, Do you understand? Just listen to anything I'm trying to tell you. This is the time I'll say it. So just listen to me. Say amen. Amen. And above all, God is trying to speak to you. Amen. Amen. Last week, I promised that I'll say a few things about relationships. I think some of you want to hear that. So maybe before I preach every Sunday for a few, for the next couple of Sundays, I'll just give you a few tips. So that because you are all young, uh, many of you are in relationships and it's, it's good to Bible says, if the foundation be destroyed, what will the righteous say? So, it's good to have the right foundation so that I was in a relationship once and I ended up marrying the person I was in a relationship. In all my life, I've just been in one relationship and that's the person I married. Yeah, from the day my mother gave birth to me up to this morning. Hallelujah. Now, why is this so? It's important to know where a relationship is going. So before you start a relationship, the first question you should ask yourself is, where is it going? Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Proverbs 20, what? 28, 19. Where there is no vision. So anything you are doing, if you don't have a vision or you don't have the right vision, you are headed for only one destination. It's called destination perish or distraction. Do you get it? So, in any relationship, um, what was this guy's name? What's your name again? Yeah, Njabulo. If you enter, you are entering into a relationship, the first question you should ask yourself is, where is it going? What's the aim? What's the aim? Now, the aim will determine where it will go to. If the aim, and the only good aim for a relationship is marriage. There's no other, like I told you last week. So, Pastor, we are just dating. Very soon, you become a calendar with so many dates on it. That's all. It's not going, it means it's not, oh, Pastor, we are just chilling out. Well, very soon you become a shibin, a pub, a club, something. But it's the only end will be distraction. This is the reason why you have had more than two, three relationships that have only ended in pain. Can I get a witness in the house? Now, church is a place where you should just be honest. I'm not saying you are bad. I'm saying that. You see, you, I wasn't your pastor as at the time you entered into that relationship. Or even if I was your pastor, I wasn't aware of your relationship. So, at the end of the day, 
That's why it ended in tears, crying, sin, broken heart. You know, some broken hearts cannot be mended. The Bible calls it santribo, which is a broken heart. A heart that is broken. Hallelujah. Santribo. Yeah. Do you get it? So, um, it's important that you tell yourself, listen, I'm not going to be a guinea pig for anybody to do an experiment with. If I'm going to be in a relationship, I want to know where it is going. And the only good place for a relationship to go is marriage. It's marriage. Say amen. So sisters, if a brother comes, he can be as suave as anybody you know. As suave as your pastor, you should still ask the person that, hey, where is it going? Because we don't eat suaveness. We don't eat it. I mean, oh, pastor, he has a certain swagger. We don't, it's not food. We don't eat it. Do you get it? It doesn't pick, it doesn't pay the bills. You say, oh, pastor, he's a very smooth operator. It doesn't pay the bills. Pastor, when he speaks, I mean, it's like, it's like Teddy Pendergrass. He says, hi, baby. Listen, hi, baby doesn't pay the bills. Yeah, it's better to be with an ugly brother who cannot even speak English well, who wants to marry you, than a suave brother who's just taking you for a run. The same to the brothers. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for this is just a short segment we are insecting into. Next week we'll continue. All right? Say amen. I happy you came. Good. We've been talking about foundations as a Christian. How many of you were here last Sunday? How many of you were not here? Okay, good. It's all good. It's a cross session. Good. We've been, if you missed last Sunday, we've been talking about developing foundations as a says God is saying I lay in Zion for a foundation a stone, a sure stone a precious cornerstone and he that believes in it shall not make haste. So God says even in the church as I'm building I'm laying a foundation and the foundation of this church is Jesus Christ hallelujah Jesus Christ alright. So there are various foundations. Another foundation you can have as a Christian is the word of God is the word of God Hallelujah. It's sure. Bible says forever, O Lord, thy word is certain. It is certain. Hallelujah. God's word doesn't change. God's word is never broken. It is certain and it is sure. It's a foundation that you must have. Amen. Amen. Another foundation you must have as a Christian is what I'm talking about currently, which is tithing. Paying your tithe as a Christian. Tithing. Hallelujah. Tithing. Amen. 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 I'm stressing on this because it will make a lot of difference in your Christian life. Your tithe, even, your heart even follows your tithe. Yeah, your heart. Anything you spend money on, you love it. You love it and you like it. Anything you spend and anything you love, you spend money on it. That's why ladies can buy hair. For 4,000 rands, 5,000 rands. Why? Because they love themselves. So they spend money on themselves. 
Do you get it? And of course, if you are wearing a, a hair that is costing 6000 8000 why why wouldn't you have headaches? Because the amount of money you are carrying and the security you have to provide for the, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I like it when you look nice, all right? I'm not against nice. I like it when you look nice. I actually don't like people who don't try to look nice. No, I'm not talking even about beauty. That, oh, you, no, I'm talking about whatever you are trying to look nice. Do you, do you get it? Brush your teeth, comb your hair. You, you, you understand what I'm Not that there's hair coming out of your nose. It's like it has grown out. You say, oh, it doesn't matter. You're just, no, I don't like it. Say, man, turn to the nearest brother around you. You know, we don't like oh, Just whatever you have. If it's one shirt you have, wash it. Let it be neat. Iron it and wear it. That's all I'm saying. Iron it and wear it. A shirt that has holes in it and it's not a design. It's not like the designer put holes in it. The shirt has suffered violence over the years due to use and abuse. And then that's what you have decided to wear. No. That's more wash it. Make sure it's not smelling. Because sometimes, you know, you see, because of our culture and also because of the church, we hug each other a lot. Now, I don't want to hug you and get a flu. Somebody say amen. Now, let's go, let's go, let's go. No, but seriously, I mean, I don't want one, just one, oh, you are welcome to church. I have to be in bed the whole week. Oh, why? Then the church becomes a hazard. Somebody say amen. Say another amen. amen. Good. So I said that as a Christian, you need to have this foundation of paying your tithe. And it's something you must accept. It's something you must believe. And it's something that must settle with you. And when it does settle with you, your Christian life will be easy for you. Because, I mean, if you have been in this church, I've been in this church for since 1996. I've been paying tight in this church since 1990. So you can imagine how much of my money has gone into this church. Do you see? If for any reason I, I want to leave the church, one of the things I'll think about is how much of my money is in the church? Do you get it? How much of my money is in the church? And when I calculate for 20, it's been what, 20 how many years? 23, 24 years. If I calculate, hey, that's a lo- I will leave. I'll stay. I'm telling you, neighbor, I will never leave. I need, I will stay. Yeah, no matter what has happened, the pastor has offended me. My neighbor has, no, no, no. It's not, I can't, it's not commensurate with the amount of investment I've made in the church. I'll be, I better stay. So it serves as a sure security for you. And many people who leave churches, when they, they can't stay in other churches either. Because all churches are the same. I don't like my wife. I'm going to take another wife. You leave this way. You go to the other. You say, oh, she's also a woman. Two legs, two hands, nose. Same. So you, you are there. You say, ah, I wish I had stayed with the first one. The same way with the church. You leave from a loyalty house to a flower house. When you get there, you see that, ah, the, the way the, it's the same way the pastor preaches. He throws his hands around. He moves all over the place. He's in the uh, suspenders. Say, hey. I should have stayed with my other pastor because this one, his suspenders, the suspenders are yellow, the tie is green, the belt is. (laughs) Yeah. 
so that you stay. Now, I say when you pay your tithe as a Christian, you demonstrate a few things. One is that you demonstrate that you understand what is important to God. And I said you understand God's priorities, what is important to God. Bible says, honor the Lord with the first fruit of your increase, which is, that thing is first. And I said, in life, depending on when you do things and the result you get out of it, some things must be done first. Some things can be done after others. That's where I use the example of, if you were to come and say, oh, um, I am, I am, I am maybe a, a man and a woman, then you appear, then the woman says, oh, I am his second wife. Immediately you hear the word second. It's not like she's not a wife enough. It's not like even she's, she's not legally married. Maybe she's wearing a ring. They've paid lobola, sign at home affairs, everything. But once the word second comes in, immediately you, you have some, you start to wonder. So where is the first wife? What happened to the first wife? And per adventure, they say the first wife died. Ah, what did you do to the first wife? Who killed the first wife? How did she die? So she was asleep and she, she, she eh? Is that all? What did the what did the postmortem say? You start asking questions because they said the second wife. But when when he says, "Oh, I am his wife," immediately you are calm, you are cool. You, you understand. So when things are done, God says, honor me with the first fruit of your increase. Now, what is the tithe? The tithe is 10% of anything that God gives you. 10%. That's the tithe. We also said that it proves that you are obedient. Malachi 3, 10, Bible says, bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse. It's, a, it's just a straightforward instruction. It proves that you are obedient. You obey God. Amen. Amen. Jack. Jack Sullivan. You're right, ne? Sure. It proves that you are obeying God. Amen. And I told you last week that, look, those of you who struggle with giving money to God, money is the lowest thing you can give to God. Hallelujah. It's the lowest thing. You can give. That's what I'm saying. If you can, if you can settle this thing in your heart, other everything else will become easy. I was living. I say it again. I was living in England when the bishop of the church, England, not New England, when you are driving on the road, you see on the freeway, England. Yeah, I was living in England when the bishop of the church came to England. I remember 14th of. February. Yeah, I could see you. <laughs> 14th of February, and he said to me, Daniel, come, come to me in Ghana. I want to send you as a missionary. I said, no problem, I'll be there. Imagine God telling you that live here and go to Gungundluvu and go and start a church there. Even here in Deban, look at the way you are not even seeing top. Do you understand seeing top? It's like, it's not that easy. Then Gugundluvu. Inside the rural area. Where the ladies just put cloth around their. Yeah. And the men wear shorts and move bare chested. You, you get it. So 
So if God were to appear to you, say, go and do this, you would say, God, it's okay, I want to give you money. I'll give you, I'll pay the transport. It's easier. Yeah, so try. Try to overcome this money thing. All right? What else did I say last week? When you pay your tithe, it's your worship to God. I said that. Now, this today, I have just 20 minutes to go. Today, I want to talk about just a few things. Number one, when you pay your tithe, what it means is that you respect holy things. Leviticus 27.30. You respect holy things. You respect holy things. And I'll explain what a holy thing is to you in a moment. You respect holy things. The Bible says that all the tithe of the land, be it cattle, be it this, that, that, it is the Lord's and it is holy. Hallelujah. Put it up so that we can all read it. It says so. And all the tithe of the land, whether seed of the land or fruit of a tree, is the Lord's, which means it belongs to God and it is holy to the Lord. So when you see the Bible says tithe belongs to God and it is holy and you also give it, it means you respect holy things. What is a holy thing? Many of us have been deceived that when we say something is holy, it means it doesn't drink, like Pastor was saying earlier on, it doesn't drink, it doesn't um, smoke, it doesn't what again? It doesn't have sex with people it's not married to. How many of you think, thought or think that that's a holy thing? Because I, I, I am tempted to agree with you. Do you get it? So, then when we say maybe an altar or let's say the pulpit is holy, how does it apply to it? Because the pulpit cannot drink and it cannot be tempted to drink. It cannot fornicate. It cannot smoke. It cannot do all the things. It cannot tell a lie. You, so how then? How then does it? Be, how then does it justify its holiness? How then? When we say something is holy, the word holy means separated. It's separated. So when we say something is holy, it means. Is separated for God's use. Amen. Amen. That's why. Well, so the tithe. Tithe is talking about money. So money doesn't fornicate. Money doesn't drink. Money doesn't smoke. So how then do we say that money is holy? The simple truth is that when a thing is separated to God for God's use, set apart for God's use, we say it is holy. So if you have read the Bible before, you see somebody like Samson. The Bible says he was separated unto God. You know, Samson, he was sleeping with prostitutes and all these type of things in the Bible. I don't even want to go into it because when I, he's a very strong guy. When I meet him in heaven, I don't want him to attack me. But the Bible says he's, he's holy. It means that he was separated to God. That's holy. That's holy. How many of you have lived in homes where you see that the father has, maybe the, the father of the house, he has a particular plate he uses, he has a particular spoon, he uses cup or everything, if he has a chair he sits on. If you are a child, you go and say, they tell you, get up, 
How many of you have seen something like this? Yeah, what it means is that those things have been separated to the father. So in that house, they are like holy, holy to the father. Are you understanding what they are? So if you are a child, you go and take your father. Like I have two sons, wonderful boys. I'm so blessed to have them as my children. Now, one of them looks like me. Both of them look like me in a way. I think so. I think, I hope so. But one of them, one of them has more of my maybe physical mannerisms and features. And then the other one has more of my emotional mannerisms. Yeah, I think so. I'm just thinking, maybe I'm wrong. You never know. But, so one of them likes to dress like the way I dress. Likes to, I mean, even the way he stands up. Do you get, I mean, he will stand, you, when he's here, you will count him. He stands to be counted. He stands with this, you know, like with this type of boldness. I said, hey, at this your age, brother, (laughs) you are just 13 years old. Now, lately, the thing that has come on in my house is that if this is the book I write in, when he comes and he's doing so, you take the book and open and also start to write if this is the glass, I, I, I mean, I, I like drinking tea a lot. I like drinking tea a lot. I like drinking coffee a lot. Recently, my wife said I shouldn't drink coffee again. So I'm trying. But I, I, there are marks in my house. But I went to the shop myself and I bought marks for me to drink. My, I bought clear mark, a mark that, I mean, what is tea that you can't see? So clear, not that it's in an opaque something you are holding. You don't know. No, I want to see it clearly. So I went to buy clear marks to three of them. And I took one to my office and I left two in my house. When I come, my son wants to drink tea. That's what he also wants to drink the tea in. Then the mother would tell him, no, this is for, go and put it down. This is for your daddy. Yeah. Why? Because it's separated. So he's now getting the concept me, I'm sure he's doing innocently. He just wants to be like his dad. I pray that your children will want to be like you. Do you get? But he's just doing it innocently. Innocently. It's, my wife doesn't drive my car. If she has to drive my car, she will ask me. Not that. Me, I don't mind. Me, for me, a car is a car. Once it takes you from where you are to where you are going, that's it. I don't have any problem. I'm not this type of, I'm hooked on a car. You know, this is a pressure. No, no, no. But when my wife is, wants to drive my car, she will ask. When, if she has to, she will ask. No, can I use your car? So, please, you don't have to ask. But every day she will ask me. Why? Because in her mind, that is my husband's car. It's as simple as that. When I come here, I say, oh, just use that. That makes you see that I'm not really big on cars, but she understands holy things. That's it's as simple as that. Holy thing. The same way the Bible says your tithe, which is 10% of whatever you get, it belongs to God and it's holy. So when you take it and you give it to God, it means now you have respect. For holy things. Many people don't have respect for holy things. That's why you use your tithe to do anything that you like. Yeah. 
Because we don't, we don't, so how, how can this be for God? It's not, it's not for God. It's, and naturally we are like that. So the thing that will make us, the thing that will force us not to be like that is honoring God with your tithe. So when you get your, your pocket money, your, your salary, your, any money you get, you, you divide it by 10, one is for God. You just set it apart and you give it to God. It shows that you respect things that are set apart. It's that same attitude that we sit in our houses and we talk about men of God. Because we don't respect holy things. Eh, this pastor, even the um, pastors, now these pastors who have come, they are like this, they are like that. Um, even the modern day pastors, even I don't want to even talk about all the, I just want to talk about the foreigner pastors. These foreigner pastors who have come, and then this Zulu, now let me come to the Zulu pastors. Let's bring it home. Now you see these Zulu pastors, also, even Sutu pastors, there, let's not even talk about them. Because if you want to talk about Osa pastors, and then Cal, as for Khaled pastors, hey, the black and the white in them combine. I hear colored people are always fighting because the black, the black, the black man in them is fighting the white man <laughs> over the land. So it's not like they are rowdy, it's an internal rumble. Clap for all colored people. No, you should just visit me in Marysburg and come to the church. You have so many colored people in there. I have all kinds of people in the church. And they explained to me. Should I tell you another colored joke? You are laughing, oh. When I come to you, don't say that. One. Not today, not today, not today. <laughs> say amen. When you come to church, you must, you must believe to be happy, all right? Good. So what does I say? So holy things. That's why we can criticize pastors. A pastor is somebody who has decided that instead of doing all the things everybody is doing, I'm just going to separate myself for God to use. He's just like you. Has all the problems that you have. Maybe even you are more perfect. You are even nicer. You speak better English. And better Zulu. And your mannerisms, your accent, your accent is lighter and cleaner. You don't speak like some politicians, we know. We, the A and C, are members of the devil. Lopment. Do you get I recently went to a graduation. In fact, all the graduations have been so far. When, when our people come, the people of our color, when they come, the lecturers, when they are coming to do their present, they say, Mr. Mr. Vice Chancellor or Mr. Chancellor, I have, the honor to, I, 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 have, I have to honor to present. I have to honor to present. I have to honor. Then when the white people come, they'll say, I have the honor to present to you. And I always wonder, lecturers, intellectuals, you can't hear your other person. I have, even yours, I have it in, I recorded it. Your, when you were made a doctor, I recorded it. I have to honor to present. I was like, <laughs> like ah, 
you are you are you are you are you are an academician. What type of grammar is this? <laughs> no, but later I found out it's the same person. The last one I went to, the last one I went to this week, this past week, I think Justice, the Supreme Court judge, what's his name? Mohen Mohen. Yeah, he's the Chancellor of UKZ. Yeah, he's the Chancellor. He was there for the final one. I was so excited to see. Then the guy came. Then he fired. I said, ah, this guy looks familiar. Then somebody told, it's the same one. He goes all over and says, I have to honor to present. I have to honor to present. I have to honor to. An academician, you can If me, an ordinary person, just with one degree, I don't say, then you with about four degrees. What was I saying before we came to, I have to honor to present? Tell your neighbor, I have to honor to present. My dear, I have to honor, I have to honor to present. I have to honor to present. I was saying that you may even be a better person to be a pastor, but you were not willing to separate yourself to God. Now, this guy who doesn't speak English properly and says, I have to honor to present, I have to honor to, he decided that I'm going to separate myself for God to use. Immediately, that person becomes holy. Not that he doesn't make mistakes. He is separated to God. So from that day, you don't talk about the person again. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. You don't, you, you look, me, when they bring discussions about men of God, I mean, recently when we had this um, Tim Omotosho issue, somebody asked me, what do I do? I said, I don't think anything. It's not, it's, it's not my room. He, he doesn't work for me. He works for God. When God himself comes, then he will say what is right, what, but it's not in my, it's not in my pay grade for me to make a comment about it. I just stay in my room and pray for myself. Yeah. Have respect for holy things. Have respect for holy things. Hey, but even this pastor, I mean, my father is older than him. I'm not trying to be older than your father. Who, to, who told you I'm in a hurry to die? not trying to be older than your father. I'm just your pastor. Accept it as it is. That this guy, instead of living his life this way, has just decided that he's going to separate himself to God for God to use. And once God uses him, we just is holy. That's it. The church is very quiet. Yeah. Next one, I want to give you one more and then we close. I told you my time is almost up. When you pay your tithe, another thing you demonstrate is that you have overcome the demons that are against sacrifice. I say it again. You have overcome the demons that are against sacrifice. You have overcome the demons that are against sacrifice. Why do I say so? It's very simple. To give. To give. To give. It takes sacrifice. To give. To give anything, it takes sacrifice. And especially to give money, it takes sacrifice. There's nobody who has money just sitting there. It's like, oh, okay, this particular money, I don't know what to do to it. So I'm giving it. No, nobody. Do you? Do you? Every money in my pocket right now has an agenda. It has an agenda. It has what it's supposed to do. There's something for it to do. I'm sure the same for you. 
any money you have has an agenda. So to give it, what it means is that maybe the money was going to buy lunch, but you've decided to sacrifice the lunch and give it for an offering. Are you following what I'm saying? You've decided, instead of buying a shoe, I will give it. In, 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 In school, we call it opportunity cost in economics. The cost of giving the offering is, or the opportunity cost of giving the offering is not having lunch. That's what it means. It could have done this or this, and I decided to sacrifice this for this. It's as simple. So to give your tithe, you need to be ready to sacrifice. And there are demons that are against sacrifice. Matthew chapter 16. In Matthew chapter 16, that is the famous scripture that Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? Then they said, they called them. Peter gave the right answer. Then he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven, upon this rock, I will build my church. Immediately, Peter became a big man in the place. Verse 21, Bible says, and Jesus began to tell them how he must go to Jerusalem to suffer and be killed. Today is Palm Sunday. Today is the day that marks the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. And the only reason why he went to Jerusalem is to be killed. So that you and I can go to heaven. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. They didn't kill Jesus by mistake. He intentionally went. He knew that, as look, they have been trying to kill him all over Israel. But that's what the killers in Jerusalem, they don't miss. They are very sure. They are professionals. So they tried to kill him in different places. He will escape. But he knew that as for Jerusalem, they will kill him. As for there, he cannot escape. So at a point in his life, he decided, it's time for me to die. So that people like this, people like who are sitting here today, all of us who are here today, so that we can enter into heaven. So he did, that's the price he has to pay for us to go to heaven. Then he must go to Jerusalem. So he decided, I am going to Jerusalem. Now when he decided he's going to Jerusalem, he started to explain to Peter. He said, Peter, he explained to all his disciples, and he said to them, I have to go to Jerusalem. What's your name? Sandily. Good. He said, Sandily. And the rest of you, I have to go to Jerusalem. Now, as we are going to Jerusalem, this is what is going to happen. They are going, I'm going to suffer a lot of things. They are going to t- torture me. Then at the end, they are also going to kill me. But that's the sacrifice I must make. Immediately, Peter got up and said, Oh no. Verse, verse, verse 22, Bible says, and Peter took him and rebuked him. He took his head. You cannot go. Don't, don't, don't say that again. If it's not for something that the pastor said earlier on that we should respect holy, holy things, I would have slapped you with my left hand. Don't say you are going to die again. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that thing. Me, what Jesus was explaining to you, I am going to sacrifice my life so that all of you will go to heaven. He said, don't say that thing. No, it's a very bad thing to say. Don't say it again. Then he said, Verse 20, he said, he, but Jesus, the Bible says, and Jesus turned to Peter and said, Satan, get thee behind me. You are an offense to me. You are an offense to me. It's Satan who prevents people from sacrificing. It's Satan. He has demons 
that he uses to prevent people from sacrifice. So what happens is that when it's time to pay your tithe, then the demons will rise up. Then they will start to speak to you. Sometimes they are in you. And they start to talk to you. How, Pastor, how do, I, how do you know? Because sometimes you are alone. So if they start talking to you, where are they? Okay, you for, let's just be polite. They are in your room. Hey, Pastor, but I was not in the room. They are around you. Then they start saying, are you sure that if you pay this tithe, you have money for tomorrow? They started talking. How about the children's school fees? How about electricity? How about groceries? How about transportation? How about this? How about that? How? Then they start talking. They start talking to you. Sometimes also they enter into human beings. Yeah, sometimes they enter into human Then the human beings start talking to you. Hey, so you, this church you have been going, are you sure they are not here to take your money? And this church, recently we had somebody, the person came around that time where I was preaching on tithing like this. I mean, imagine today is your first time you have come. And I said, last week I preached on tithing, this week. And this church, they only preach on tithe. How long have you been in the church to know? How long? Because we have been here, the whole of last year we're here. We preached so many beautiful things. So then they start talking. We had, I mean, clear, human, look, I remember when they were here, they used to sit around this side. May that demon not affect you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to sit around. Thank you very much. Around this side. <laughs> so this church, they only preach about tithe. Are you sure they are not looking for your money? If we are looking for your money, do you think we'll spend money on you to transport you from wherever you came from to this place every Sunday for oh, almost a year? Wouldn't it be good? I mean, doesn't it make sense that we keep that money instead of spending on it on you? Because we don't know whether it will yield or it will not yield. It's a risk we are taking. I mean, one day you become a lawyer, chief executive, medical officer, you may pay that, but that's one day. When would that one day come? Maybe even Jesus may come before then. So wouldn't it be wise as wise investors to keep our people who are looking for money to keep our money? But then they start to talk. And you see, you see, even the pastor, you, I look at the shoe. The way he stopped looking at my shoe. The way his shoe was. I am very sure. It's, a, it's made of crocodile skin. And the crocodile boot, let's stop looking at my shoe. And the crocodile was not dead when it was used for the shoe. That's why sometimes the shoe itself is moving. Yeah. And a live crocodile is more expensive than a dead crocodile. So I am sure that that's why he's talking about the tithe. So that, so, so that we can bring the tithe. So that he can now buy a leopard skin shoe. Leopard. Leopard. He needs a leopard skin shoe for this Easter. My God. Hey. Wazawo. <laughs> Wazawo. Wazawo. Hey. He needs a leopard skin shoe. Man of God. Is your shoe made up of? Leopard skin or snake skin. Uh -huh. The wife said, the, the, you see, the assistant pastor, his shoe is made up of snake skin. Is, is it a python or an anaconda? Hey! But that's how, that's how they talk. You, you, sometimes it's like just some friendly comment. Because, I mean, can you imagine if your friend was Jesus? 
or your pastor was Jesus and he said that, you know something, I'm going to this place, they are going to kill me. I mean, it's just out of care. Oh, no, I don't want you to die. So sometimes they make it just as a friendly call. Sometimes even your mother, your parents are the ones who make those comments. Hey, as for me, these new churches, my, my, is this not a good example to give? Look, sometimes I, I have known people who have said, I don't go to a church that um, I am older than. Have you heard that before? Yeah, I'm older than this church. I don't go to it. You see those same people going to universities that they are older than. You, I say you see those same people. When they want to study, then they go to an university which just started. Something, something college by the roadside college. Which just started two years ago. But that one, you, that one you wonder. You sit in an airplane, you are older than the pilot. You don't even check who the pilot is. You don't even check. Has he flown before? How many times has he flown? You don't even check. You sit in a combi, a combi, a combi. You sit in a combi. The driver of the combi is 17 years old. You don't have the guts. You can see him. He's like your child or your little brother. But you don't have the guts to ask him, how old are you? And say that because I'm older than you, I won't sit in this combi. Why don't you come off? Why don't you come off? Why don't you come off then? Why don't you come? Hey, he's crossing, he's jumping the road, red robot like a thief. Yet you can't say anything. My God. Yeah, I said he's jumping the red robot, driving on the shoulder of the road and risking your life like you don't matter. Yet you don't make, you, do, you don't even have the boldness and the guts to make one comment. You just sit down and say, God help me. God help me. God help me. And your knees are shaking. Yeah. When he bends the kiss, oh, tickle warm. But when it comes to a church, you say, and this church, when did it come? When the what type of, sometimes even people say, so, what type of name of a church? Loyalty House International. Where is Jesus in the name? Funny, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why don't they put Christ there? At least, loyalty Christ's house. <laughs> yeah. Loyalty, yeah, whatever. Yeah, then I can know that Jesus is inside. Jesus is Jesus is inside. Jesus is inside. Meanwhile, when it comes to banks, you are able to go to any bank. Any bank. African bank. This bank. That, even loan sharks. You are able to go there. Machonisa. You don't know who the person is. Yeah. But these are the people against sacrifice. They are demons that Satan deploys. And you and I have to be able to see. So Jesus just saw clearly. He didn't have any fight with Peter. He just said, Satan, get DB. 
Just rebuke the demon that was troubling Peter. And he continued his life with. You, some of you must be able to rise up and rebuke those who make such comments. From today, become somebody who pays your tithes. From today, from today, from today. Just know that anytime you are tempted and you are hearing voices, you say, no, that's no dude. Don't do this. Don't give this. No. Immediately, the devil is talking to you. And rise up and rebuke. Jesus did it. Peter could have easily convinced Jesus not to go and sacrifice. But he rose up and rebuked the devil. And he went on to sacrifice. That's why today, you and I, we are here preparing for him to come again to take us into his kingdom and into his glory. That's why. That is it. Because of that sacrifice, that's why we are here today. May you make a sacrifice that somebody will say, because of your sacrifice, that's why I'm here today. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, folks, I'm not out of word. I'm just out of time. Next week, God willing, we'll be here together to continue on this. Year. Stand to your feet, let's share a word of prayer. As we close, how many of you have been blessed by the word of God? If you have been blessed by the word of God, lift your hands and just pray and just ask the Holy Spirit. This is the reason why we pray for the Holy Spirit in the beginning. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to obey. Ask Him to help you to obey. Ask Him to help you. That is the work of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, You receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you so that you can be my witnesses. So ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, help us to obey your word. 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 Help us. Thank you for your word. Help us to obey. Help us to obey. Help us to obey. Help us to obey, Lord. Help us to obey, Lord. Help us to obey. Help us to obey, Lord. Help us to obey your way. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands everywhere. Let us pray. Father, thank you for every hand that is lifted to you. We lift our hands in surrender to you because we know without your help, we can't make it. Without your help, we can't make it. And we pray, help us to obey. Let us have victory in this area. In the name of Jesus, give us the strength to be able to let go of our substance and our money freely and willingly for your kingdom in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen. Say a louder amen. amen. Say a nicer amen. amen. Wonderful. Well, before I sit down, you are here this morning. Maybe somebody invited you. Maybe you came by yourself. But you know in your heart that if you are to die today, you will not go to heaven. There is no use coming to this service and still going to hell. The purpose of this service is to give you an opportunity to surrender your life to Jesus. So that when you die, you will go to heaven. 
I want to pray with you wherever you are. I want to ask everybody to close their eyes. Everybody close your eyes. Kindly close your eyes. You are here. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I am not sure whether I'll go to heaven when I die. If you are here like that, you want to go to heaven when you die. With every eye closed and every head bowed, I want to ask you lift up your right hand quietly where you are standing. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.